Human trafficking remains a disturbing, shameful global travesty. Millions of victims around the world continue to live in circumstances too horrific for most of us to even imagine. But Jones Day is leading an initiative with the cooperation of partners and clients around the world to detect, prevent, and prosecute human trafficking. And those efforts are already leading to the uncovering of illicit immoral activities and to the liberation of many victims of these crimes. We're marking National Human Trafficking Awareness Month with an overview of what Jones Day's pro bono efforts in this area have accomplished and a look at the firm's objectives moving forward. Jones Day partners Laura Ellsworth and Bethany Biesenthal are here for what promises to be a very important conversation. But be advised, too, that some of what we're about to discuss, although not overtly graphic, might make you uncomfortable or be difficult to hear. Please use discretion. I'm Dave Dalton. You're listening to Jones Day Talks. Based in Pittsburgh, Jones Day partner Laura Ellsworth is the firm's partner in charge of global community service initiatives, spearheading our rule of law and pro bono initiatives around the world. Bethany Biesenthal is a Jones Day partner working primarily out of our Chicago office. She was previously an assistant U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, where she served as coordinator of the human trafficking section and was a member of the Cook County Task Force Against Human Trafficking. Laura, Bethany, thanks for being here today. Happy to do it. Yeah, thank you, Dave. All right, Laura, to kind of set up this conversation, I think human trafficking, I mean, a global concern, huge problem, and that's obviously an understatement, but I'm not sure everybody always understands the extent of what we're talking about. So, Laura, can you define for us, for the purposes of this discussion, and as it relates to Jones Day's efforts towards eradicating this problem, what exactly are we defining as human trafficking? That's actually a great place to start because many people are under the misimpression that it's prostitution or that it is people smuggling across borders, and it's actually much different than that. Mm -hmm. Um, It is defined in the U.S. anyway as the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. And that last part of it is the real key issue. So the work that we do at Jones Day has two large buckets. The first is labor trafficking. Mm -hmm. Labor trafficking, sometimes also called modern day slavery, is a situation where somewhere in a very long supply chain, there is one part of that chain that involves forced or coerced labor, modern day slavery. Uh, We also deal with sex trafficking, Mm -hmm. which involves things, it can include prostitution, but it can also include online child sexual exploitation, which is a huge and growing field that requires tremendous global resources. And so both on the labor side and on the sex trafficking side, Jones Day has developed initiatives that we hope will take on and help to solve both of those huge, huge global problems of human trafficking. Interesting, Laura, because people tend to think about you know the, the, the sex trade to be crass when they think of human trafficking, but forced labor is a huge issue also, right? Sure. And I'll give you one example that happened here in the United States following Hurricane Harvey down in Texas. There were a number of people from Bangladesh who got picked up in Bangladesh, flown to the United States, basically kept under lock and key. All of their papers were taken away from them. They didn't speak the language. They worked on construction projects. All their wages were taken by the traffickers. And at the end of those months, they were sent back to Bangladesh. And they had basically been slave laborers for those months working right in the heart of the United States. And that happens 
in every corner of the United States and in every corner of the world. You know, let's go to Bethany for a second. I don't know if it's that people are naive or this is just so uncomfortable to think about and to talk about. But Bethany, you've got a good background in terms of this discussion. Former assistant U.S. attorney, uh, Northern District of Illinois, correct? That's right, Chicago. That gives you an interesting perspective. Talk about how widespread human trafficking really is. I wish that I could say that it wasn't and that it's not an enormous problem, but it just really is. And I think this goes to your point, Dave, that it's something that I don't think people really recognize, just how widespread the problem is and just and the scope of it in terms of geography, in terms of the types of people who are affected, in terms of even the different types of trafficking that there are. And this goes to Laura's point that there's not just one type of trafficking. There's all sorts of things going on. So the scope is kind of hard to even get your head around, really. You know, it's a global problem, first, the standpoint of geography. There's human trafficking in different types going on in every country in the world. Specific to the sex trade, there is sex trafficking going on in every jurisdiction within the United States. And that's based on my experience as a prosecutor and what we were seeing, the types of cases that we were coming in, that we had coming in. Mm -hmm. You know, there's also just an extremely high number of victims that are affected by this particular crime. These are even older estimates, so they're probably higher at this point. But the most recent Department of Labor estimates were... 24.9 million victims of labor trafficking. In the United States? No, worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Sorry. Okay. Okay. And 4.8 million victims of sex trafficking. I mean, those those numbers are just astounding. Yes. Yes. So the problem is- That's a small country, right? That's right. 25 Um, million people. That's a country. That's exactly right. And so the problem is huge, which is exactly why I think Jones Day- decided to take this on as an initiative, right? Which is that it's a big problem. It needs a big group of people devoting a lot of time, a lot of resources, and a lot of energy to figuring out how to combat it. And you know, Dave, one thing that people don't understand is that it's not just in their communities. Mm -hmm. It may be in their own homes, right? We all have kids Mm -hmm. who are online doing all sorts of things. And some of the work that we do involves situations where young people who are online are lured by people online into sharing sexually explicit photographs of themselves or their friends and then basically blackmailed into increasingly problematic behaviors that can manifest themselves in basically the images of your own children being shared through black markets with tens of thousands of child predators overnight and how to get at those situations, how to do the kind of community awareness Mm -hmm. and representation of those children when that situation happens, those are some of the kinds of projects that that Bethany and I work on. Right. When we were doing some preparation for this program, Laura, you were telling us about some of the cases and situations you've observed, and in my stomach's starting to hurt from some of the things we've talked about already and the observations you've had, but talk about some of the things that you've seen and heard of and have maybe some of the cases you've worked on since you've been involved with Jones Day's project, Anti-Human Trafficking. Sure. Well, our team of litigators has worked on a number of different kinds of cases. One kind of case is representing women who were victims of what's called domestic servitude, Mm -hmm. where basically they worked for diplomats who were posted here to the United States. They were locked in houses. They were treated as slaves in many different respects. And one of our clients was actually found literally crawling on the sidewalk near death, only blocks from the White House. And 
this was human trafficking that had happened right in our nation's capital. Another one of our cases was for a child who was the victim of abuse as a result of what's called sex tourism, where people from the United States go to other countries for purposes of the sexual exploitation of minors. And we represented that child here in the United States in restitution cases and was able to get him established in a school in his home country free from his trafficking situation. And it was just an extraordinary experience for us to be involved in that kind of case. We're also getting involved in the future in cases involving what's called live streaming. Mm -hmm. And it's a situation where you have a child typically in, say, the Philippines with an abuser, typically a family member, and people watching online from different places around the world who can order in real time what they want done to the child and they then pay with cryptocurrencies. And this is a very difficult crime to prosecute because the evidence is ephemeral in nature. It involves a lot of cross-border collaboration. It involves relationships with NGOs in country so that you can get that child to safety and you can make sure that any restitution payments go to the child, not the abusive family. And so one of the projects that we have undertaken globally is to unite all of the various people who have interest in tackling those cases, whether it be Interpol or Europol or the nonprofits or the financial institutions that want to ferret out that behavior and help be part of the solution. And what Jones Day can bring to the table is not only the ability to bring all of those people together under one cohesive project, but to offer pro bono representation for each of those children in each of those countries where the prosecution of the watcher will take place so that their interests can be protected and they have a chance at getting restitution payments that may help them reestablish their lives in some way. And so that is one of the major projects and it's a great example of how a global law firm like Jones Day that has these relationships, has relationships with former prosecutors like Bethany, Mm -hmm. has relationships with the NGOs, is really a necessary sort of centrifugal force to pull together all of these other entities in a very focused way to say, where's the case? Let's bring it and let's bring our resources to the table to make this happen. And one piece of that project is, frankly, training judges and investigators in these foreign countries about how to investigate these cases in ways where the evidence is forensically sound in other countries like the United States, and training the judges on how to handle cases with child victims and victims of trauma who testify very differently. And Bethany and some of our other Jones Day lawyers just did some training of of judges in Thailand on those issues. And Bethany, you may want to describe that. Yeah, talk more about that, Bethany. I I wasn't aware of that, but that sounds like a a heavy lift, but a very important one. How'd that come together? Well, we were invited to train judges in Bangkok. Um, So all newly elected judges within Thailand all came together in Bangkok and an NGO partner of ours was asked to train those judges on hearing human trafficking trials it was specific to children and child exploitation, child trafficking. And so part of that training involved informing the judges about trauma initiatives and thinking through the way that it is that trauma um, that's suffered by a child affects their ability to recall and testify. So we were incredibly pleased to be asked by our NGO partner to participate. I went together with a number of other partners from Jones Day. We spent a couple of days there. We put together a comprehensive three-day, I think it was, program 
in which we really had a nice discussion with the judges, talking to them about the types of cases that it is that they see specific to Thailand, and then trying to figure out ways and best approaches to talk to the judges about approaching those trials in an informed way of understanding that children are a completely different type of witness than one that they may have heard in any case. And that's particularly true when the child has suffered trauma. The judges were not only incredibly receptive to us being there and us talking to them about our experiences, but what was really interesting was we learned as much as they did. So we were able to come away from that as Jones Day with a better understanding of the types of cases that are happening globally. So my experience, for example, is specific to the United States. I was a federal prosecutor. So what I understood was what happened in Chicago. Mm -hmm. To take us out of that and have the experience of understanding the fact patterns that they're seeing globally was just invaluable to our ability to come back and work in the initiative in a more fulsome and educated way. Another area that we wanted to focus on because we think it's really important is the community awareness projects. It's vital that communities understand the problem and understand what's happening so that we can all work together to tackle the problem. So one specific project that we think is particularly exciting that I wanted to highlight. The Jones Day office in Houston had worked very closely with Manal Davis, a local government employee within Houston. Post-hurricane, Houston was dealing with trafficking problems within the city. Jones Day, together with that local government, worked together to understand and then attempt to solve that problem. Jones Day Foundation then sponsored Manal Davis moving forward and training other local government employees in other similar cities within the United States to employ a similar role within their cities to help understand the trafficking problem that is specific to those locations. That training program and Jones Day's work with the foundation and in conjunction with Manal Davis spread through throughout the United States to the Americas now has gone to Singapore and we expect that it will continue to expand globally over time. So hopefully that's another project that we can highlight in the future, Dave. Right. Great work and what an effort. And I think this is why you become a lawyer in the first place, isn't it? Are there other parts of Jones Day's pro bono work in the anti-human trafficking area you want to bring to light right now? Other things that might be interesting. Well, one is the International Compendium Project, and this is one where we're partnering with clients around the world, and I'll describe it to you very briefly. Because this is a transnational crime, it involves different countries talking to one another about what their respective laws are in the field. And too many times we saw countries come together in various settings and be able to reach agreement on, say, for the sake of argument, children under 10 shouldn't be working in the mines. Mm-hmm. But then as they looked around the table, they didn't know what their own law was on that subject. They didn't know whether the person across the table had a law that said parents have complete autonomy over what labor their children do, or if they had a law that said 15. They didn't know. And so to actually manifest change, people needed to know the baseline. So they needed to know the laws of human trafficking of the world. And we were astonished to find that no such resource existed. And we learned that because it is really big and it is really daunting. And so we thought this is a perfect project for Jones Day. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of uh, last year, we launched what we call the Compendium Project. We have now completed exemplar chapters for a number of jurisdictions. And we are meeting with clients 
students across the globe to invite them to take one or more countries following our structure. Mm -hmm. And this involves largely, mostly labor trafficking. Okay. It also touches on some of the sex trafficking, but it is primarily focused on labor trafficking and supply chain issues. And we think it's going to be an amazing resource, not just for government policymakers, but also for multinationals who are doing business mm -hmm. in these various countries and need and want to know what the laws are in the various jurisdictions. We think it will be a resource for NGOs who are operating in these spheres. Right. And we hope that it will be a way to look across topics to see where there is a void of law on a particular subject where a country might want to pass laws anew and if they do, it will immediately give them sort of a smorgasbord, if you will, of the different provisions that apply in other countries so that they can pick the one that they think is most advantageous in an efficient and effective way. And again, this is the kind of project that you know the UN's been trying to do for many years mm -hmm. without success, but Jones Day coupled with our partners and our clients around the world, we do believe that we can create that project and we actually have had meetings with the UN who wants to house it once we're done, but it is we and our clients around the world who will be actually doing the work. Absolutely. So this is the kind of project or the type of issue that a client would want to partner with Jones Day on, correct? Oh, yeah. We have one specialized group of lawyers who work in the financial services sector who focus on those unique issues in the human trafficking world. And those issues come in in a couple of ways. Number one, in many places, in many ways, human trafficking is a money laundering offense. Mm -hmm. And the banks and other financial institutions develop red flags to identify where those cases are happening. And so that is one area where, where we work is to help them understand how trafficking happens and how they can develop those red flags. Another way is that many financial services institutions uh, get involved in their communities in many different ways and are looking for ways to intersect with um, good causes. And we do work to help, for example, survivors of human trafficking reintegrate into the community. And whether that is providing employment opportunities or training, uh, diversionary courts, uh, expungement of criminal records that will allow them to get work in a more effective way. Right. In some cases, it is removing tattoos because many victims of human trafficking are tattooed with the address and uh, name of the person who is trafficking them, oh, like like a piece of cattle. And so removing those marks is, a, is an important step in their passage to recovery, helping victims of trafficking join advocacy groups where they then go out and help organizations and uh, businesses who want to understand how trafficking actually happens from those who were there and and thereby help eradicate the problem globally. All of these efforts are underway in many offices of Jones Day and we partner with financial services clients and many other kinds of clients to help these victims reintegrate in a meaningful way. Well, you know, Jones Day has taken the lead on this and sort of set the template, correct? You're putting the compendium together with help of other parties, clients, and so forth, but it helps someone that someone is laying the path down, right? Exactly. Yeah, good. Okay. Bethany, let's talk technology for a second. I can't seem to get through a podcast without tech coming up in one way or the other, but it's 2020. Happy New Year, everybody. How can modern technology 
be more effectively utilized to prevent or detect human trafficking type activities? Yeah, so I think this is an exciting time to be part of a movement or part of a group that's trying to eradicate trafficking because of technology. There are so many different options out there, blockchain being one of them, that are going to be effective tools to harness all of this data and start making a platform for different folks to be able to work together and share the information that they have. You know, technology has changed the crime itself in such a significant way that technology should also change the way that we look to detect and eradicate trafficking. So mm-hmm. just using an example of I started at the U.S. Attorney's Office 12 years ago now, 13 years ago, mm-hmm. and my first trafficking cases always involved pretty much the same fact pattern, which was a trafficker going to a gas station known as a place where runaways hang out. That's mm-hmm. where traffickers went to lure their victims for sex trafficking. This is specific to that type of case. Okay. Now, by the time I left the U.S. Attorney's Office, and now based on our experience at Jones Day, that never happens. There's never in-person luring. It's always over the internet. It's so right. much easier because of technology to victimize. So we need to flip that narrative, right, and use mm-hmm. technology to make sure that we're doing a better job on the back end to make sure we catch them, we stop it, we figure out when it's happening. And that's something that Jones Day is working with its clients and NGO partners in making sure that we understand what's the best technology, what's the best platform, and what What's the best way to make sure that we're sharing? Because working together clearly is going to do a much better job at eradicating this problem than working individually. Sure. Well, great segue. Laura, pick that up. Bethany referred to the IBM project. Talk about that. Yeah, so we call this the big data project, and one of the real challenges in the human trafficking sector is because this is a crime that happens in the shadows, it's very difficult to gather reliable data about what's going on, and as we all know, data drives government action and investment and resources and all of the above. And so IBM has worked with a nonprofit that we work with sometimes as well called Stop the Traffic, based in London, and they have developed a visualization tool which basically takes the power of Watson, sweeps information from NGOs and others on the ground, and creates a visual visualization of pathways of trafficking, locuses of trafficking. There is bank information in there as well. And so, for example, they can get down to street level and were able to identify things. For example, there were 20 women who were found in trafficking situations throughout the UK. And it turns out when you geolocate that data, you realize they all came from one specific block in Bulgaria. And now you can go to that area and do education and do awareness and do certain things that can help stop it. But without knowing that, you wouldn't have known where to go to deploy those resources. So they have developed some amazing tools and we're now working with them around the world to recruit different organizations who have data to contribute to this visualization tool to get it all in in one place and begin to develop actionable, usable data. Experian is another Jones Day client that has done amazing work with another nonprofit called Hope for Justice, where they too are taking information that Experian is aware of that are indicators for financial indicators for risk of trafficking behaviors, doing visualization of that data. And now what Jones Day is sort of uniquely able to do is to link up the IBM and Experian projects to see if where there are ways that they can talk to each other and help each other produce an exponentially more powerful joint tool. So 
it is our intersection of those various relationships with major clients, with major global NGOs that enables us to sort of step back and say, is there a larger solution here that we can help foster and that we can provide pro bono resources to further? Part of our approach here is based on our absolute belief in corporate America. We work with a lot of NGOs around the world who are terrific, but they have a suspicion of corporate America. We work with a lot of clients in corporate America who are very suspicious of NGOs, and we feel like we are in between those two groups and can really help them come together. And one of the things we've seen is that when companies get focused on these issues, the kinds of resources and planning that they can provide to make an absolute difference on the ground in the places they operate can do more to alleviate actual horrors of human trafficking than all of the policy meetings put together. And so clearly there needs to be policy, there need to be NGOs, and there needs to be action from companies. But we really think that if we can find that perfect intersection where they can work collaboratively together, that is the place where we're going to actually deliver the most results for the victims of human trafficking. And that is who we believe we and all of the players involved in this actually want to serve. No other law firm could have done this. I mean, hearing you talk, well, maybe, but honestly, I mean, how fortunate are we? that people at this firm have taken an interest in this, that we have a global footprint where we can reach out everywhere, where we have clients that will work with us on this. This is unprecedented, I would think. Am I right, Laura? There is no other firm that we know that operates on on this kind of level. And it's actually the ideal moment in time to be doing it because it is a manifestation of what is now commonly talked about as ESG, CSR, whatever acronym you want to use, but it is companies across the globe deciding that they are going to undertake certain efforts to be part of the solution. And it's important to them for a business perspective, right? Not only is it professional responsibility, as we know, for lawyers, but investors are looking more heavily than ever about how do you operate your business? Can you demonstrate for us that your supply chain is free from slave labor? Employees are asking those questions. Consumers are asking those questions. And so it is becoming a real driver from a business standpoint point and also from this ESG standpoint the companies are looking for opportunities to be really active in this space and we've been active there for a long time and have ready-made products of various kinds that they can they can plug into so it's a it's a, a really unique time to be able to do this work Absolutely. And I've been uh, accused of cheerleading a little too much around here, but th- this is just such a sensational effort. And what you two are doing and what other firm lawyers are doing and clients in our network is just incredible. So thanks to you both. Let's wrap it up with this. Question to both of you. If anyone hearing this would like to help, contribute, somehow be involved in what we're doing to fight this, what should they do? Who should they contact? What's the call to action? So we would love to have anybody who has uh, heard anything that appeals to them in this to contact us, whether it is to be a part of any of the existing work that we have described or whether it is to bring to us a new idea that we haven't heard before where the kind of approach that we have described could be useful to the good of the order. They can contact Bethany or me. We also have information on the website about this initiative with the, the many people who are leading aspects of it from across the world. Uh, but we would welcome that kind of communication and we would welcome them to 
to the work that we're doing around the globe. Laura, Bethany, thank you both. This has been terrific. Let's talk again. We'll look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks so much, Dave, for giving us the opportunity. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Bethany. Okay, this was a tough one. But for more information about Jones Day's anti-human trafficking efforts to help with the initiative, to get your company involved, or to otherwise offer assistance, contact Laura Ellsworth at L-E-E-L-L-S-W-R-T-H at jonesday.com or at 412-394-7929 or Bethany Biesenthal at B-B-I-E-S-E-N-T-H-A-L at jonesday.com or at 312-269-4303. Or you can call any Jones Day office in the world and be asked to be put in touch with Laura or Bethany. I'm Dave Dalton. This has been Jones Day Talks. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to Jones Day Talks. Comments heard on Jones Day Talks should not be construed as legal advice regarding any specific facts or circumstances. The opinions expressed on Jones Day Talks are those of lawyers appearing on the program and do not necessarily reflect those of the firm. For more information, please visit jonesday.com.